<laughs> Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for Christmas Eve and celebrating you, Jesus, as the light of the world. And I pray that we get to do that this evening. Would you come and be with us, I pray. Amen. So we're going to start by singing, O Come, All You Faithful, and um, the brass band are going to lead us. And apparently it's quite obvious when to start singing. <laughs> you take your seats. I'm going to invite the lovely Alan family who are going to come up and pray with us today. One of them. <laughs> I think the Alan family are feeling a bit shy, sorry. Last chance? No. Okay. A prayer for Chris Single. The orange represents the world. We pray for our world that men and women 
boys and girls can live together peacefully and there will be no more war. We pray for children who are sad and lonely in the world, especially refugees in our country. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The red ribbon reminds us of Good Friday when Jesus died at Easter time. We pray that you will bring an end to suffering and that people all over the world may be able to choose their religion and practice it freely. It is sad when people die. Please comfort those who are sad because a relative or neighbour has died. And please look after children whose parents have died. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The cocktail sticks remind us of the four seasons. Spring, summer, autumn and winter. We love to kick leaves in autumn and to make snowballs in winter. To see the gardens grow in spring and to play in the sun in summer. Thank you for your world. Please keep safe and warm homeless children who are scared and frightened. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The sweets or or dried fruit on the cocktail sticks remind us that the things we have from God who made the world. Thank you for the sun and the rain which make crops grow. We pray for children who are hungry because bad weather has spoiled the food their family were growing. We pray for people who won't receive any presents this year. Look after them this Christmas. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, a light no darkness can quench. We remember before God those who have died and light a candle to symbolize the light of Christ, which eternally shines and brings hope. You turn our darkness into light. In your light, we shall see light. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And um, if you're able, please do stand again as we sing our second carol in the bleak midwinter.
do take your seats. I wondered if there was a child here that knew all the parts of the Christingle. Does anyone know them all? Oh, come on. Someone must know. No one knows them all. That's okay. Well, I will show you. So we've got a little PowerPoint to show you. If this is your first time at church or if this first time at Christingle, you might be thinking, what on earth is going on? Why have they got oranges? Why have they stuck a candle in it? And why are there sweets and dolly mixtures everywhere? So we wanted to show you how the Christingle is made. So first of all, we have a little orange and that represents the world. I think that's on there at the end, actually. So I'll come to that at the end. So it's called Christing because it's Christ's light in the world. So if we go to the next slide. Yes, so the orange represents the world because it's um, it's round. Yeah, like the world. And um, also, oranges are quite nice. I did eat one earlier. So if you do want one, they're really good. So eat it after the service. Um, and then the next bit is the ribbon that you would have stuck around the middle. And that represents Christ's blood. So at Easter, we celebrate that Jesus died on the cross for us and that his blood was shed for our sins. So that's a reminder for us about that. And then we have the sweets, which are kind of my favorite part of it. So we have four, so every season, so spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And the sweets, all raisins, if you put some raisins on it. I got quite a good mix here. Thank you, Tom, for making it. Spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And um, they represent like the fruits of the earth and all the good things that God has given us. And we can thank God for those, especially around Christmas time. And then finally, we have the candle, which we're going to light in a little while. And I can see so many lovely glow sticks too. And we celebrate Jesus being the light of the world. And when we believe that Jesus is the light of the world, no darkness can ever overcome that. And that's what we celebrate with this. So I'm going to invite my lovely readers up who are going to read something from the Bible for us. And there were the shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. 
God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Amen. Thank you, boys. They did deserve a round of applause. That was amazing. So um, I want to tell you a little story. So I was at secondary school quite a long time ago, and I've I've got apparently good skin, but I'm actually quite old. Not that old, but I'm getting gray hairs. And um, there was this event that you got to when you were year 11 that you started talking about the moment you walked into school and that first day of school in September. And that was the year 11 prom. And um, it was so exciting because you started talking about it, started talking about what you were going to wear, how you were going to get there in your limousine or your Hummer, and um, who your date was going to be, things like that. And um, you had to get there through the entire year. And I know we've got some year 11s here today. You had to get through the tedious English lessons, the horrible mock exams, the cold midwinter, and the GCSEs that apparently would uh, affect your entire life. Um, Proms back then were a little bit of a new thing. So they were from America, and they started bringing them over to the UK. So I was in like the first few years of the cohort of the first proms in the UK. Um, I did get a date, but it was my best friend, Chloe. And uh, that was, we went together because we didn't have anyone else to go with. (laughs) For me, prom wasn't really something that I was looking forward to that much. I wasn't obsessed like some of the other people. I didn't join the prom committee. Instead, I was much rather focused going to the astronomy club after school to get a a GCC in astronomy, which was very exciting. Um, One thing I haven't mentioned yet is that at the prom every year, there would be a prom king and a prom queen. And um, about a month before prom, you had to vote for a person you thought would be a good prom king or prom queen. Um, I thought the coolest, prettiest, most popular people in our year would get prom king and queen. And that certainly wasn't me. I was a little bit nerdy. Like I said, I went to astronomy club. I went to the church youth group. And um, I wasn't particularly bothered about being popular. I was actually known for being the funny girl at school, which is quite a good thing to, to be known by. But I wasn't, I wasn't popular. I wasn't cool. I wasn't the one that was going to win prom queen. So I didn't really care. And um, the night came. I dressed up in a beautiful red dress. And I went in a Hummer with my friends to the prom. And we had good food. And there was dancing. And then it got to the bit where they announced the prom king and queen. And the person they announced to be the prom king was the coolest guy at school. He was a rugby player. I think he played for like an actual team when we left school, but I did not talk to him because he was really cool and I was not. And um, he got the king. And then they announced that the winner of the prom queen was me. And I was like, and it was crazy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And um, I think there actually is a picture. That's me and my prom king right there, Kieran Duffin. 
have not spoken to him since that picture. Um, me and my friends were shocked. And people said to me after that they voted for me because I was friendly and I was nice, which was always a kind thing to say. But from that moment on, I was known as the prom queen, which was quite hilarious because I wasn't particularly popular. So I was probably the most unpopular prom queen that ever was. And um, the social status of the school had been flipped upside down because of my new title. You see, when I was at school, and probably for some of you that are at school, it was all about being popular. It was who you were, your status, what job your parents did, what clothes you wore. And I think it's still like that in the majority of the world today, at work, in our social aspects, in our families, with our friends. But Jesus doesn't really care about any of those things. Although I think he probably did cheer me on when I walked up on stage and got my queen crown. Today is the night before Christmas, and we've just heard about it in the Bible, the story of the shepherds. John? God? God chose specific people to be the first people to hear about the newborn king, Jesus. And he sent angels to bring good news and orchestrated the stars so that the right people would know about his birth. God continued to reveal the news about his son, but not to those that we might expect. The shepherds probably wouldn't have been the first choice, in people's first choice, in telling people the news of a newborn baby. I'm sure that so some of you that have actually had children, I don't think you'd call up the local farm and get the shepherds to come and see your newborn baby. Let alone the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The shepherd's job was to tend to the sheep. They looked after the sheep. They cared for them. And they even slept in the field with them. They weren't anyone special. But God chose them to be the first people to know about um, Jesus. And also to be the first people to tell others about the good news of Jesus. You see, the gospel of Jesus is a different kind of gospel. It doesn't choose wealth or status, but instead looks at the heart. God chose the lowest of low, the stinkiest of stinkiest, the illiterate and the unintelligent ones to be the first people to meet Jesus and worship him. In our other passage today, it says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. There's a reversal of the human status here, much like when I became prom queen and there was a status flip in my school. The gospel we believe in is different from the world. It doesn't want the best, doesn't want the smartest, doesn't want the most popular, the richest, the prettiest, the most royal. The gospel we believe in celebrates the birth of the promised Messiah in a manger in a smelly stable in Bethlehem, with cattle surrounding him, shepherds worshipping him, and fishermen who later followed him. There's an invitation for you today to follow this kind of Jesus, and will you accept it? 
God doesn't want the best of the best. He just wants you. This Christmas, we're probably all thinking of lots of things we've still got to do, lots of wrapping we've still got to do. Some of us might be feeling tired, anxious, worried, frustrated, happy, excited, exhausted, or unrestful. Jesus says to us, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What a special gift we have that we can be reminded of and celebrate at Christmas time. That God so loved us and still loves us that he sent his son Jesus to come down and be with us. Not as a king, not as a celebrity, but as a tiny baby, so vulnerable and small, so that we may have life and life to the full. And I hope and pray that this Christmas you be reminded that it's not who you are, but whose you are, and you are in Jesus. So Father, I pray this Christmas that you be with each and every person here. Would they know your love, your easy yoke, and the burden that you carry for us. And I pray that everyone here would take a moment this Christmas to be reminded of what it's about. And it's about you, Jesus. Amen. So we're going to sing another carol and um, we're going to sing Silent Night. And as we do that, my lovely helpers um, are going to get ready to light the Christingles. So helpers, get ready.
hopefully everyone's candle is lit. And as they are lit, we're going to sing our next carol, which is Away in a Manger. Let's just take a moment to remember the light of Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you came into this world to be the light in the darkness. I pray, Lord, that you would bring your peace, love and joy to all of us this Christmas. Amen. Please do blow out your candles um, gently, if you can. You can take them home and relight them. (laughs) And do take your seat for just a moment. So we're almost at the end of our service today. (laughs) Can I have one more light here? I can still see a few candles lit, so we need to blow them out just in case, because there might be a fire. It's like someone's birthday. Um, So uh, we're just about to sing our final carol this evening. And um, if you are new here or... um, you've never been here before and you'd like to learn more about St. John's, there's some welcome packs at the back with more information. And we would love to tell you more about what goes on here at St. John's, not only at Christmas, but throughout the year. And um, we have two more services. So at 11.30 this evening, we have Midnight Communion, which is a really special service. So if you are around and you'd like to come, you'd be most welcome. And then tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., we have our special Christmas service and there's going to be lots of chocolate. So it's going to be, why not come for the chocolate, right? (laughs) And um, our next service after that will be on next Sunday on the 1st of January, New Year's Day. If you want to start off your New Year's with Jesus at the center, that would be great if you could come. And uh, this evening, the reason we do Chris Dingle is because we want to raise money for a charity called the Children's Society, which... um, supports vulnerable children across the world and um, this is their initiative that they started years ago so if you would like to give financially to to the children's society that's what the donations are going for specifically this evening and there's a card reader machine so you can just tap your card or your phone on the way out um, and there is uh, cash donations too and um, yeah they'll be going all proceeds will go into the children's society for that And yes, I think that is everything. So we're going to stand and sing our final two carols. 
Well, one of them is a carol, one of them is a little bit more special. But thank you so much to our lovely brass band as well. <laughs> it's been amazing. <clears throat> so why don't you stand? I'll pray and then we'll sing our last two songs. So Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for Christmas. And I pray, Lord, that we'd all have a fun time celebrating. Keep us safe. And um, we pray, Lord, that we remember that you are the center of our Christmas. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope that you have a lovely Christmas. <laughs> Do you get home safe? <laughs>